Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to the FPL Optimized podcast. This is episode number 64, in which we will review game week 10 and look ahead to game week 11. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. Most people seem to have wildcarded either in game week 8 or 10, so today can be a bit more of a regular episode again. Even though for people like me, who still have the wildcard left, any week could be a good week to use it, I suppose. Um, so yeah, let's see. But uh, before diving into you know the next game weeks, let's first review how game week 10 went for us. Sirtop, how was it for you? Yeah, it was a good game week, I will say. My game week rank was around 2.5 million. I got 75 points. Um, so it is good. I mean, I got closer to 100k now. I'm at 111,000 wow. roughly. Nice. The good thing is I got more points than you. So I yeah. think it's a draw now, 5-5. Five, five. At this 5-5. Five, five. I told well, you I was giving you some, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some lead. So how was your game week? Uh, yeah, well, you know, we just looked at it and uh, I was I was actually quite pleased during the weekend because most of the players delivered. Uh, as you just showed, I ended up with 72 points, which I thought was a good score. But in the end, it was just six points more than the average. I was a bit yes. surprised about it, as in many of my mini leagues, I could see uh, quite a lot of scores in the 50s or the low 60s. Mm -hmm. So I expected a decent game week rank, but in the end, it was uh, just three and a half million. So, you know, that's not really something to be happy with. Uh, so, yeah, my explanation for that is the following, and I would appreciate your thoughts on it because I was looking at the official FPL Twitter account and, and I saw that 4.4 million people captained Haaland uh, versus 2.2 million on Salah, so just <laughs> half, and 1.1 million on Watkins. And that Haaland captaincy rate was much higher than I expected, uh, as I saw a lot of engaged managers uh, captaining either Salah or Watkins, uh, or also Saka, who uh, also had a decent game on paper, at least versus Sheffield. So yeah, the fact that still 4.4 million people captained Haaland, to me, means that there are just a lot of sleeping or yeah, dead teams, let's say. Uh, who left the armband on, on Haaland. And, and that's a challenge, especially for managers like me, whose rank is still quite low. Uh, because, you know, whenever Haaland has a good score, uh, all those dead teams will be performing quite well. Mm -hmm. So that makes it a bit more difficult to, to beat the crowd, I think. Um, would you agree to that um, analysis, let's say? Yeah, I agree. I think some of them are dead teams, obviously, but some of the teams probably didn't have Salah in the first place, or maybe even yeah. Saka. So, as the single premium, it is normal for people to captain Holland, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, that's a good point too. Yeah, but I think and in even, my opinion, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I think you know, I'm not saying that it was a stupid decision to captain Holland because. Uh, Obviously, it was not. And I think also people pointed out last week that Haaland against United, he, he did have quite a good track record. So, you know, that definitely you can always captain Haaland, of course. So with just that, looking at the games and also looking at all the discussions also on Twitter last week, you know, you saw a lot of people going either for Salah or, or Watkins. So 
That's why I was quite surprised yeah. to see the high percentage of uh, Holland captainers. I think I don't believe like a player's stats against certain teams because it's definitely a different team when mm. you play the second time around. Yeah, and also true. tactics change, managers change. So I don't feel like you know this player well plays well against this other no. team it doesn't always hold up. Sometimes no. it feels like it's so obviously, but in my opinion, like this for this game week, captaining Salah or like Saka uh, was a better decision than captaining yeah. Holland. Uh, just yeah. going by the fixture, uh, yeah. if some people captain Holland on purpose, even though they had like Salah or Saka in their teams. Mm-hmm. I feel like they will eventually fall off the ranks. I mean, obviously, Holland can get a massive score again, and then they will jump again. But I think following fixtures, in average, will give you a better performance in the long term. Yeah. Even though, like, in a single game week, it doesn't feel like it, I think mm-hmm. for the long term, it will. So yeah. I wouldn't probably too worried about it. The good thing is you finished above the average, so you, you, had, you got a green arrow. It's always good. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. It's just, you know, difficult with Haaland. Yeah. If you don't captain him and, and he scores, basically, yeah. yeah, you don't really have reason to be happy, right? You should only be happy <laughs> when you captain true, him. True. Even though I was thinking, I knew that you didn't have him. So I was thinking like with all the Haaland points, I was quite happy with that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you didn't catch me though. Yeah, no, well, the gap was close, but indeed, <laughs> it's a 5-5 score and then in our head-to-head league. I think yeah. I had a 5-2 uh, gap at some point, so uh, yeah, you caught up, well done. Yeah. So yeah, time for me to uh, to fight back. Um, <laughs> all right, well, you know, at least my rank improved and I'll try to keep doing that week by week, even though at the rate I'm doing it now, it will take a while uh, to get back to a mm-hmm. respectable uh, ranking. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's go on. And uh, I'd like to propose to do something different today. As usually, we end with talking about our mini league. But for today, uh, let's let's cover this now. As actually, we received a really nice message during the weekend. Uh, Derek Haswell tweeted us on Sunday, and he said the following. He said, I think my nine-year-old son just made it to the top of the FPL optimized mini league. It's his first season playing. Sir Top Bass, we love watching your pot. So yeah, that was a really nice message to get. Thanks a lot, uh, Derek. And yeah, we checked it. And indeed, we can see a certain Wyatt Haswell <laughs> on the number three spot this week. So I yes. think that's Wyatt, the nine-year-old son of Derek. So congratulations, Wyatt. Uh, really impressive that you're doing so well in your first season uh, playing FPL. And uh, yeah, Wyatt's team is called Fun in the Sun. Uh, he had a game week score of 81 points and now a total score of 711 points. Uh, yeah, really impressive. Wyatt, That's keep really it up. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a bit jealous, man. <laughs> I wish I were there. Well done, Wyatt. And, uh, well, it's also interesting to see that the complete top three in our mini-league changed uh, this week. Um, so on number two, we can see Keegan Stevenson with his team Space Monkey FC. He had a great game week with 98 points and a total of 717 points. 
And I looked at his team and yeah, especially his front line delivered the big points. He had Darwin with 10 points. He had Niketia with 17 points oh, and awesome. he captained Haaland with 32 points. So yeah, uh, Keegan was one of the Haaland captainers. Well done, uh, big points oh. for him that week. And the number one of the week is Jay Hampson with his team two-faced. The game week score was actually uh, not too high. It was just 67 points, but it was sufficient to claim the top spot in our mini league. And uh, Jay Hampson has a total score of 719 points and an OR of 758. So that's also really impressive. Yeah, keep it up, everyone. And if you still want to join the mini league, the code is 0JSDLA. We currently have 318 teams in the league, but you know, the more the merrier. So please still win. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the mini league. So let's now switch to the data side of things as we prepare for game week 11. And first, let's take a look at the model utility chart. Yeah, certainly. And so, again, we talk about the total points as a model utility measure. And here we are picking five goalkeepers, uh, 15 defenders, 15 midfielders, and 10 forwards, uh, just the top 10. And so it's a total of 45 players from every model without any restriction, any price restriction or whatsoever. And then we're just checking how many points they collect. We are also adding the captaincy point to the top player. And so this is, again, is giving us an idea about how useful the model is to the users. Mm -hmm. um, so in the first rank, we have Mikael Tokbaum's transfer algorithm. Uh, okay. So if you remember, he was in the second rank, if I remember yeah. correctly, last week. And then he passed FBI Review. FBI Review is at the second place. Then okay. we have Fantasy Football Scouts, Fantasy Football Fix, Draft Hound, and FBI Team. We also yeah. show fantasy football hub in this chart usually, but I think this uh, this week I had a uh, issue with uh, pulling their data, so I need to pay some attention to see if uh, the data was correct. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's only 28 points between Mikael Tokvam's uh, model and FBI review, and then another 15 points between review and scout, five points mm -hmm. between scout and uh, fix. Um, and then there's some gap to draft hand, and finally we have FBL team again. So this was the model utility ranks. Okay. So, and I think it's the first time that Mikael is number one, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think he had a particularly okay. good uh, week. Interesting. All right. So, uh, we might have to pay more attention to his model then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> his, his model is, uh, used quite, um, Often in the analytics community, okay. FBI review by right. Mikael Tokman because yeah. um, even like my Python solver is compatible with both FBI review and Mikael Tokman's data. Um, right. Yeah. And okay. yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, well then. All right. Thanks for covering that again. Um, so as usual, now we'll go to the overview of the best and worst teams based on expected value, both for attacking and defensive values. And so we have Manchester City back again at the top spot. Um, okay. And then we have Arsenal in the second spot. We will talk about their fixtures, but uh, we have Liverpool in the third spot and then Brighton. Then Newcastle, Manchester United, Tottenham, Aston Villa, Brantford, and West Ham. 
Um, so the reason why Manchester City is at the first place again is basically we are giving more weight to this short-term mm. uh, fixtures. So that mm-hmm. and then this game week week's fixture is very favorable. They are playing against right. Bournemouth at home, and yep. their defense average is five point three uh, points expected points, and then five point eight is the average of offense players. So it yeah. is a very favorable fi- fixture. Like if you are yeah. checking this chart on YouTube, you you can also notice that it should be one of the highest, if not the highest, uh, in this horizon. Any yeah. team against any team. Uh, so which is a big concern for people who doesn't have any Manchester City players or even like Holland, like me. I don't even have Alvarez. Yes. Um, yeah. So it is a really good fixture. And yeah. Arsenal is playing against Newcastle, which dropped their uh, place to the second rank. But okay. besides that, they they have some good fixtures coming up. Uh, Burnley in game week 12, uh, Wolves game week 14, both at home, and then Luton Town in game week 15 at away. So they are the yep. favorable fixtures in their horizon. And then we yep. have Liverpool at the third place. Um, they are playing against Luton Town, so it is also a good uh, favorable fixture, I will say. 4.4 yeah. is their defense average and 5.1 is their offense average. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Any mm-hmm. any comments from your side? Uh, not too much. Ma- not too much. No, I don't want to ask if you're starting to panic a little bit <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but I knew what I was doing when yeah. I dropped him. I think yes. the stress is on Holland owners or captains right. because they feel like if Holland blanks, then it yeah. will be really bad for them because then yeah. they have Chelsea and Liverpool coming, like two, you know, relatively difficult fixtures. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like the pressure is on Holland owners, even though they try to make it yeah. look like you know, we are very worried. I mean, I'm not worried. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know what true. Holland can do, but. I'm yeah, yeah, no, that's true. You know, this was the game week. I think we we kind of circled in our calendar. You know, game week eleven at home against Bournemouth. Uh, this is when Haaland hopefully will deliver. I saw some people tweeting that it could even be a good uh, triple captaincy option. <laughs> Personally, I, I would still wait for a double game week, but I, I do think people will be considering it. Um, but yeah. Let's see. You never know. And as you said, Liverpool plays Luton, so that's not too bad either. Even though it's Luton away, I don't think we have seen uh, some big scores there yet. Um, so, um, yeah, but still, I think, you know, for Liverpool, definitely it's a good game. No, the other thing I just wanted to mention is also Brighton. They had a few more difficult fixtures, but now as of game week 12, so actually the next one, well, you could already say this one, uh, 11, they play Everton away. But, you know, Everton is, is is improving. So I wouldn't call that an easy fixture. But after that, they play against Sheffield uh, and then Nottingham. And then a bit later, also Burnley. So I think uh, their, their, their their fixtures are, are improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, Brighton is co- rotating quite a lot. So that makes it a bit more difficult there. Yeah. Uh, but one thing to keep an eye on is Estupinen because um, there is this rumored that he, he might be ready already for uh, game week 11. And if it's not 11, then probably 12. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be one to, uh, to keep an eye on. All right. So these are the best teams. Now let's look at the worst teams. And no surprise, I see Luton again at the top. <laughs> again. Luton Town, 
And then Sheffield United, Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, Burnley, Fulham, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea keeps getting you know higher in this list for some reason. And then Wolves, yeah. Everton, and Crystal Palace uh, is their order. And Luton Town is obvious. I mean, they are also playing against Liverpool this game week. Uh, even though it's at home, their defense average is 2.3. Uh, so they are likely to concede. But actually, Bournemouth, again, I mean, just the opposite. Bournemouth has a worse fixture actually for this game week specifically against Manchester yeah. City. Uh, so it's 1.8 defensive average. So not even two. <laughs> it's almost mm. fasc- fascinating to see these. And then 3.1 yeah. is their offense uh, point average. And yeah, so again, um, Chelsea is here, but I, I feel like they will get eventually better. But their fixture is one of the most difficult here. So they play against Tottenham and then Manchester City, then Newcastle. And then they have Manchester United in game week 15. So yeah. again, it's a tough period for them. But yeah. despite that, um, none of these fixtures are making to the bottom 10 percentile. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. And I think, yeah, we mentioned it earlier. Chelsea, they really have a tough run. But, you know, even last week when you thought they had an easier game against Brentford, uh, yeah, they actually lost true. it. So, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's really a strange theme this season, Chelsea. Yeah? Because at some points, you, at some moments, you think they are improving and then, you know, they lose against Brentford. Now, of course, they will have a tough uh, fixture run. So let's see how they uh, get out of that. Because after that, yeah, the fixtures get better. So it could be a time to, to, to jump on them. But let's, let's first see how they will deal with the next uh, difficult fixtures. And James will be av- available soon, I think, right? Yeah, but for how long is the question? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. We wish him all the best, of course. Yeah, <laughs> and Nukunku might be back. I uh, I heard so mm-hmm. that could also be an interesting one. Uh, yep. So yeah, let's let's keep an eye on that. Okay, excellent. So we covered the teams, and uh, usually we now look at the players who gained and dropped uh, in EV. But I think we don't have the data yet for that, uh, do we, Sir Top? Yeah, we don't have the data for it. Um, but I checked the top 10 players from every model. So I can actually okay. share that information. So yeah, uh, so this is for next seven game weeks, uh, because that right. was the lowest uh, horizon by any model. Uh, yeah. Just to have a fair comparison, I just collected all the points from all the players and then just sorted yeah. them by total EV. So mm-hmm. at the top, we have the ensemble model. So we are taking the average of all models and then ordering players. So that order is like goes like this. So we have Holland at the first place. I know, I know yep. Holland is very good. Uh, and then we have Salah at 49 points and Holland was at 53, sorry. Yep. Uh, Son is at 40 points, Mubemo 38, Saka 36, uh, Bruno Fernandes 34, Watkins 33, uh, Foden is 33, Madison 33, and then we have Rashford in the 10th place with 33 expected points. Yeah. Again, this is the average for the next seven game weeks. Uh, Holland is at the first place in every model that we are looking mm. at here. And for yeah. the second rank, it's usually Salah, except Fantasy Football Hub thinks that Son is at the second place, so Son is expected to oh. get more points than Salah in their model, but Salah yeah. is at the third place. Um, so 
obviously having Mubemo here is a good thing at least for me to see because uh, like he's at the fourth place he's a cheap uh, player so I yeah. am able to see that models like more or less agree that he's a really good pick he's in mm -hmm. top 10 in every model uh, even though in some models he's at ninth place but in he's in one model he's at the third place I think it's FPL team yes it's FPL team um Besides that, I mean, Manchester United players are a little bit low, but Tennis Ball Scott t seems to think that Bruno Fernandes at third place. Uh, he's ahead of uh, like Saka, Odegaard, and other popular picks like Son or Mubemo. Mm -hmm. um, so, and going through the FBI reviews list, it is Haaland, Salah, Son, exactly the same with the ensemble, and then Mubemo, and then Saka, and then review has Odegaard. I think that was also part of my reason to trying to schedule a transfer to get Odegaard. Actually, my plan right. was to get him last game week. Right. Um, that was the plan until the last day that we realized that <laughs> Fernandez actually... Oh, sorry, Saka Rosen Price, I think. And yeah. So we couldn't have the move. So I was going to send oh, medicine yeah. to get Odegaard. Um, I couldn't do it, but glad I didn't do it <laughs> because Madison yeah. got the points. Um, but yeah, review thinks that Arsenal midfielders are uh, ahead of other options like Fernandez or even Rashford in this list. Um, again, Watkins is almost everywhere. If you are using a model, it's probably very likely that you have Watkins in your team anyway. And Again, Foden here is a kind of a wild pick, in my opinion. Not every model rates him so high, but mm -hmm. he's the fourth best player in fantasy football picks as model, and also he's at the third spot in DraftHounds model. So, mm -hmm. yeah, he's a player to keep an eye on, like, probably. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but I just realized that I actually was quite unlucky that I didn't beat your score because it was just because you kept Madison <laughs> instead of Rudigard, right? <laughs> so you feel like okay, maybe you, you should get the sixth win or... Yeah, man. Otherwise, <laughs> if, you, if you would have stuck to your plan, I would have beat your score. Oh, but, but anyway, well. <laughs> that's how it goes. I but I did see uh, some, I think the Saka price rise, indeed, I think it wasn't predicted by the, the pricing models. So I think a lot of people were surprised about it and that yeah. created some issues. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, Bruno, you know, Man United, if you look at their fixtures, they play now against Fulham, then Luton, then Everton. So really good fixtures. And normally yeah, we would, of course, jump on Bruno or Rashford, but yeah, United are just struggling, right? So uh, I, I don't think it's uh, it's an easy decision or it's not an obvious decision to to make that move now. Yeah. And Mubuemo, yeah, really uh, kudos to you for keeping him because uh, also against Chelsea last last game week he, he he delivered. He does have a few difficult fixtures coming up now, right? He plays yeah. well this week. It's West Ham at home, so that's 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 decent. But then Liverpool away and then Arsenal at home. Yeah. So I will, I mean, my plan is to get him back after those games, but uh, yeah. let's see. Okay, thanks for covering that. Mm -hmm. sure. um, I think, um, yeah, so that, that gives us again a good look on, on, the, on the players as, as mm -hmm. we usually do. So that helps us to uh, 
consider it for the, the, the transfer plans. Um, and yeah, let's now move then to the optimal team, as that will also give us another view on the key players we should be considering this week. Okay, so uh, this like I keep changing how I'm taking these wild, like optimal wildcard teams. Uh, okay. And this week, instead of having the ensemble model, I decided to run all the models separately, and based on how many game weeks they provide. Uh, so starting with Mikkel, Mikkel has only seven game weeks. Uh, of data uh, for the future horizon. Um, yeah. So I will start with that one. So M- Mikael's wildcard 11 optimal team consists of Leno and Ariola as goalkeepers and Saliba, Tsimikas, Ruben Diaz, uh, Varane and Baldock in defense. M- yeah. Mubemo, Mitoma, Salah, Son, He Chan uh, okay. in midfield and <clears throat> Watkins, Foster and Haaland as forwards. Right. Um, Fantasy Football Scout has data until the end of the uh, like game week 38. So they have data for the entire horizon. Okay. But I limited it to 12 game weeks to so that we can actually compare with others. Um, yeah. So it scouts optimal wildcard 11 teams. Again, these are the teams with no scheduled transfers. Um, consists of Leno and Areola in goal. Uh, Estupinan. Aldak Hill, Taylor, Varane, Trippia in defense, Mubemo, Salah, Fernandez, Hichan, Diaby in midfield, mm-hmm. and we have Watkins, Foster, and Haaland in forward. Okay. Um, so it's a s- somewhat similar uh, picks with the Minkyan Tokmans model. And then we have FBI Review, 12 game weeks. We have Flecken and Areola as goalkeepers, Gabriel, Simikas, Pau, Guardiol, Castagne. In hmm. defense, Saka, Mubemo, Gross, Salah, Palmer in midfield. And we have Watkins, Alvarez, and Holland. Uh, it's just a little bit interesting because the last few game weeks, FBI Review didn't, wasn't actually suggesting any Brighton midfielders hmm. uh, when we were checking. And people were kind of asking me about it, uh, whether I know why Brighton midfielders are not in the optimal team. But this week, uh, Gross made to the list. Okay. And also we talked about having Tsimikas and Palmer as options actually enables you to get both like right. Salah, Haaland and still have a really yeah. good team. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's still the, ca- still the case. And next we have Fantasy Football Hub with 12 game weeks. Uh, it has Turner and Ederson in the goal. Okay. And then Zinchenko, Estupinan, Trippia, Pedro Porro, Guardiol in defense. Mubemo, Bruno Fernandez, Gordon... Medicine Son in midfield, so we don't have Salah here, and mm. Archer, Holland, and Wilson in the forward. So some interesting picks, especially uh, Wilson, Gordon, that we don't see from other models too often, uh, and also yeah. a premium goalkeeper, Ederson. Um, and Fantasy Football Fix for eight game weeks, their optimal consists of Leno and Ariola in the goal, Pinnock, Anderson, Yeyi. Simikas and Kufal in defense, mm-hmm. Mitoma, Salah, Foden, Son, Ichan in midfield, and we have Watkins, Foster, and Haaland as the forward picks. Uh, so forward picks are roughly the same. I mean, this Watkins, Foster, Haaland, I also see it from Mikkel and Scott as the optimal. Yeah. But yeah, there are some interesting picks from uh, some models. Yeah. Hmm. Any okay. team that you uh... like more than the others? This is a lot of data to consider. Um, 
No, I think, you know, based on what we've seen from the models and, and the performance, I would say probably we should focus on the, the teams from FPL Review and Mikau. Um, but even between the two, we, we see a few differences actually, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the forward line in reviews uh, optimal is pretty strong with Watkins, Alvarez, and Holland. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I think almost up to this point, I was always playing three five two as a formation. So it actually made me a little bit surprised to see there are three forwards in this case. But ah, I think yeah. that having no scheduled transfer as a constraint actually changes the team. A little bit fundamentally because you are kind of assuming that you will keep the same team without making any transfers there should be also yeah. a case where estupinan appears because i mean we know that he will be available so even if he doesn't yeah. play this game week if you are op optimizing for like 12 game weeks then yeah. you probably want to have him yeah yeah yeah, and the other point is also what, what we talked about last week, that we now have quite many enablers. Uh, yeah, we have uh, Timikas in defense. Uh, we have in the midfield. We have, for example, yeah, people now considering uh, Hee-chan. Uh, well, FPL review has Gross, Palmer. Um, Gordon yeah. is also, uh, of course, an enabler. Uh, and then in, in attack, we see Foster in uh, three of the, out of the five teams. So. Yeah. That of course also helps to to make the rest of the teams quite strong. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Thanks for covering that. So, um, do you already know what you will do with your team this week? I don't know actually. I think I have. Yeah, I have two two free transfers, uh, but I haven't checked. <laughs> How no, about okay. you? Yeah. Have you? Have you? Have you decided? Well, I have one free transfer, and I I was. My my plan, so I have a kind of plan to get Mabuemo back in three weeks from now. And in order to do that, step one was to sell Char this week um, and sell him for Tsimikas. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably do that. So that that's, you know, gives me some extra budget and I'll, I'll need that budget later on to upgrade uh, uh, Luis from Aston Villa to, um, to, to Mabuemo. Um, but yeah, my main weakness at the moment is Antonio, uh, from West Ham. Yes. Uh, I'm one of the 3.5% managers who own him <laughs> <laughs> and mostly because of his low price and because West Ham had quite good fixtures, but yeah, unfortunately Antonio isn't doing much. So, um, you know, and, and also now after the previous game week, I think he was uh, subbed in, in the 58 minute or something like that. Uh, so I wonder so. if his, his starting spot is still secure. <laughs> so that could be the other thing to look at. Maybe maybe I should fix my, my weak spot. But, you know, even if I want to fix it, uh, still it will be for another low-budget attacker. So maybe Joe Pedro or, or Eduard uh, from Crystal Palace. So... I think they will do better than Antonio, but maybe mm -hmm. not much better. So I don't think it's, I'm not sure if it's worth the transfer. So still something for me to, to figure out. And uh, yeah, by the way, I'll be at a Premier League game this, this we weekend because uh, we're in London with the family and uh, mm -hmm. I managed to get tickets for the Brentford West Ham game. Oh, so, uh, nice. Yeah, so just for that reason, it could be maybe Great. nice to keep Antonio. And yeah, I was hope, going to say, do something. You, should, you should keep him. 
Yeah, but if he's on the bench, it's even worse, of course. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you will be watching him on the bench live. Yeah. So that, and that I can, can I can cross my fingers then that he might come on and and score a late goal. So yeah, I might keep him actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I mean, if if I'm going to any like Premier League games in the future, I. I will try to get six players from that match oh, yeah? alone. Yeah, maybe even okay. worth having a free hit for. I don't know. Like, I don't want really? to derail your plans, but oh. you know, if I'm well, watching I still the game... have my wild card. I could still use it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Load up on Brentford and West Ham players. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> no, well. Let's see. Still a few days left to uh, make some plans. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing, of course, to consider is also uh, who to captain. So as last mm -hmm. data point for uh, the, the, the pot, as we always do, uh, let's look at the captaincy options. <coughs> and as we mentioned before, I think <laughs> the managers who don't have Haaland might be a bit worried this week, right? Yes. So <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> but... It is just insane what the EV is for Holland this game week. It is 9.32 mm. in the ensemble model, if you take the average. He is okay. the most popular uh, pick. He's the top pick in every single model we are checking. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the closest player is Salah with only 7.8. So there is a big difference between the two, almost like okay. 1.5 EV. Um, so... It is concerning, but I was also checking, you know, what's the probability of, you know, any of them outscoring another. And I feel like there is a almost like a 40% chance for Salah to outscore Haaland. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a big majority, I think maybe 55% for Haaland to outscore Salah. So there yeah. is still some chance <laughs> that Salah might be able to get more points but then yeah uh, i i feel like it is it's going to be difficult i will be behind my sofa but i kind of feel like it's also doable let's see i will be also crossing my fingers <laughs> if it matters yeah. um and yeah. then we have mubemo at the third rank with six ev and then son at 5.8 and then Foden with 5.6 I I was surprised to see Son in the ensemble model average with high because they're playing against Chelsea. But then again, we talked about Chelsea not playing too well. I think some of the models are picking up more of those kind of recent results more than others. Because I, I see that Son is at the second place in Fantasy Football Hubs model uh, after Holland. Again, yeah. there's a big difference between uh, Holland and Son, but, you know, still a option if you are looking for something really different <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm a bit worried about mabuemo because i just said i will go to the brantford game and i don't have him so uh that will be uh that will be an issue i think <laughs> like can you actually buy him uh is there any player you can yeah that will yeah <laughs> mm, you're still considering <laughs> I would have to tell one of my midfielders which I don't really want to do either or I need to get a point hit so no probably I'll be without him yes yeah, it seems like people don't know what to do with Mubemo because he also dropped in price earlier this uh, week and then really? yeah and then he rose in price so he, he okay. he's back at the, where he started 
Okay. Uh, I think it was after deadline. I think he dropped. Yeah. But yeah. But you know, I'm planning to buy him back in like three weeks from now. So I'll use this weekend as a scouting, uh, scouting trip. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious to hear your eye test reports yeah. next, get, okay. next week's episode. Yeah, I'll do that next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. I think we covered everything, uh, right, mm-hmm. Sir Yes, but we haven't talked about your jersey today. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm uh, almost uh, at the end of my collection, but today it's uh, some Doria shirt. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I mentioned in the previous podcast that uh, in in my younger uh, years, I was uh, a big Gullet fan, Ruud Gullet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if people know that, but of course, his, his most su- successful period was at AC Milan. But then at the end of that period, uh, actually, he also played for Sampdoria for uh, one or two seasons. And so I started following Sampdoria Genoa. And uh, yeah, I bought the shirt back then. So this is the 93-94 away shirt. And actually, it's still one of my favorite shirts. I think it's quite a nice shirt. Yeah, it looks So good. yeah, that's about the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's a very, very old jersey too. It's old, yes. Still lying yeah. in my closet, you know. Uh, still still good, good quality. Do you have any jerseys left after this? You said you are getting at the end of your collection. Yeah, yeah, still a few left. Last week I was wearing a Juventus shirt. We didn't talk about it, but I was also an old one, old Juventus shirt. I think I still have a Parma shirt. Uh, So maybe I'll keep that one for next week, Parma. Yes. Okay, okay. Do you feel the pressure to get more jerseys if you run out of your collection? Yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> and I, I, was, I mentioned that we're in London, so I might go to the Brentford store. Let's see if they have some nice shirts there. Or uh, I found an address for a, a retro shirts uh, shop. So uh, my son and I, we, we probably will pass by and see if they have some nice shirts there. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was it for this week. I'll close it. Uh, This was FPL Optimized Podcast, episode number 64. Thanks for listening and good luck with making your Game Week 11 decisions. We hope your arrow will be green. Uh, We'll be back with another episode next week. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is released. And do follow us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at SurtopBilal. And for me, it's at BelfiBB. And as you probably know by now, you can also find FPL Optimized on YouTube. And until next time, stay curious and stay analytical. Goodbye. Goodbye.